Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Ron Aimlin. Ron is the owner of St. Louis Business Monthly, a business publication dedicated to helping small and mid-sized business owners grow their companies. He himself is also an entrepreneur, as well as a speaker and small business expert and advocate. Well, hello. Welcome, Ron. I'm excited to be here. You mentioned weird and you found the right guy. <laughs> I walked right Good, in. Good weird. Good weird, right? <laughs> Not bad weird. Well, so you and I have like We've seen each other, yeah, we, you know, yeah. but we haven't like, I don't know that we've officially like met, met. Probably not. Probably so not. I'm so happy that I get to meet, meet you. Yeah. yeah. And our good friend, Scott Reagan, Scott was like, talk to Ron. I'm like, what a great idea. Yeah, I love yeah. getting to know people and, and, and on the podcast, it's really fun. So tell us about Small Business Monthly. Well, Small Business Monthly actually started uh, in 1988, and uh, a lady by the name of Judy Metter started it. She she was a consultant for for many years for uh, uh, Edward Jones, and so her job was to go out and actually uh, help small companies grow their businesses. And so uh, what she she realized was these small business owners uh, had to wear a lot of hats, and so they had they needed some advice, they needed some help and some guidance, and there was nothing out there that was really giving them. That, that help and guidance. So she started Small Business Monthly in 1988. And over the years, you know, we've just kind of evolved. And and today, that's still our mission. We, we help these small and mid-sized business owners. We give them ideas and thoughts and, and help them build their, their dream businesses. So that's, uh, that's what we get to do. That's awesome. And as a small business owner, I can tell you that's so needed because you really, I mean, you, you go out there with these big thoughts and dreams and ideas. You know, I'm so good at this thing. Right. So I am going to go make this into a business. I mean, and this is, and I'm sure you've heard this story before. And then at some point you're like, oh, I have to run a business. You know, wait, wait a minute, wait. And you know, that whole thing of, when do you hire the accountant? You're doing all your accounting. When do you hire that person? When do you start to, it's, it really is a confusing, but exciting, but also really confusing and sometimes kind of scary adventure yeah, to be yeah. on. And, and the challenge is that every business is different and that every industry is different. And then a lot depends on on you, the owner. I mean, what, what do you want out of the business? Because you right. have to be happy. And uh, and, and that's the, the real challenge. And, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of people who want to tell you how you should run your business or, or you may even watch others and say, oh, I, I want to try to do that to impress them or do, and, and it really comes down to what you want and what makes you happy and then that and that is uh, that, that's one of the the uh, the biggest selling points that, that that our magazine and the events we have is that we really focus on the entrepreneur and try to make them happy this is their this is their journey and and they should be excited about it I love it so is it fun? Do you love what you I do? Love, I love meeting people like yourself and, and other entrepreneurs and, and business owners that, that are out there really taking control of their lives and being the the, uh, the bus drivers, as I like to say, of their life. And uh, instead of sitting in the back somewhere and letting someone else ride, uh, take them where they, they want to go. They're, they're actually in the front seat and uh, behind the wheel. And, and so I, I, I love that. And, and so we, we love helping them and, and giving them hope and, and letting them know that there are tough times, but there are other 
others who have struggled through this tough times and 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 they can make it. I mean, owning a business is a really difficult thing to do. Yes, it and, is. And uh, I mean, you you know, the Super Bowl is in a couple of weeks, and, and we'll watch these players go out there and do some great things on the field. And and if you think about it, these guys have been doing this since they were like three or four years old. They've been out in the field. They've been practicing. They've been coached. They've been and as entrepreneurs, and it, it's a skill. They've developed this skill. They have talent and this skill. Right. And uh, as entrepreneurs, you know, we go out there and you know throw open our businesses, and and we haven't done we 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 haven't built that into a skill yet, and 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 we haven't you know uh, refined that skill yet. And and owning a business is a skill. It's something that over time that 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 you get better with and better with, and and uh, and and so that that's something we we are hoping that that uh, we're doing our part to to help people around uh, St. Louis uh, accomplish that. I had a friend that one time said to me, and he's a, he's another entrepreneur, uh, and his name is Jeremy Fritz. He owns Presort, and and Jeremy one Jeremy. time said, I love him, and he said one time, you know, as entrepreneurs, we got to dig deep, and it really struck me when he said it because I knew exactly what he meant. It, being an entrepreneur isn't just about you know what you're doing with your business, but it hits you on every level. It hits you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I mean, you really do. You have to dig deep. And and I find myself with, you know, like I go through the days where I'm like, oh, I am just not good at this. Oh, I suck. I suck. What am I doing? Who, what was I thinking when I started this? And then, then you're like, wait a minute, I got to get my confidence back up. I have a whole business to run. I did something right, you know, and and it's, you're just you know you're like this a right, lot, right? Right, and and you know, uh, business owners need help. I mean, and then that's one of the the biggest things. Whether it's 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 uh, a friend to talk to once a day, or, or some some someone to come in and, and really help you uh, inspirationally, or or uh, or just business advice and things about your numbers and things you can do uh, in marketing and sales, but but. Business owners need help and they need advice, and and you're you're already kind of on an island right. as a business yes. owner, and yes. so you, you you can't you know you you have to you have to have bring people on your island to to help you out, and uh, the more and more help you get, the 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 more comfortable you'll feel as a business owner, and and the more successful you'll be. Well, and, and now I mean the big word is collaboration. I think we have figured out that you have to collaborate with others. And I know for me personally, uh, at one point someone had said to me, oh, I see it someday you're gonna have your own office with like 30 people working for you. And my instant thought was, no, no. And and then, and I thought, why was I so like that about? And over the years I discovered, no, I really don't want 30 people working for me. Like that would not make me happy. Right, right. What I would rather do is collaborate for me, other marketers that can really help me bring a fuller picture to a lot of my clients. Right. No, I, I, I'm with you. And, and one of the great things about what's going on in St. Louis right now and, and all over the country actually is is this this uh, push and uh, towards small businesses and, and entrepreneurship and and I think that's great for for many years you know the economic development people and in, in experts and in, in, in different cities their goal was always to steal other businesses large businesses from other right. cities bring them in. and and they've realized over the years that it's really about building businesses in your own community and uh, and so I, I I'm I'm 
I'm, I'm excited about the, the future of small business and entrepreneurship and, and all these things. We, we see more incubators now. We see more help out there now than we've ever seen. And, uh, and I, you know, that, that's a great thing because it, there's no better way for individuals, and this has happened to me personally, to build individual wealth than, than by owning a, uh, a small company. And, and for so many years, you know, we, we watched our parents and we watched others, you know, go to work in the morning, work really hard for the big corporation and come home with all their stuff in a box. And, and so, uh, so this is one way to kind of control your own destiny and your own happiness at the same time. So I'm glad to see the, the effort and, and the regional push to, to really get people excited about owning their own businesses. I'm with you. I love it. I love what's going on in St. Louis and everywhere that we're like embracing that small business. Yeah, yeah definitely. And the, the col- collaboration that comes with it and and uh, the incubators that are popping up and the co-working spaces and all those type of things that are coming up. And I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's happening here. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back with Ron. And we are back with Ron Amlin, and we've been talking about small business and owners and all that good stuff. So you guys, you do a lot more than just a monthly magazine. We do, yeah, yeah. We we, we have several different divisions of our company. Um, we, we do the magazine, then we put two trade shows together a year here in St. Louis called the St. Louis Business Expo. We do two of those. Um, we do a trade show in Kansas City. We do one in New Orleans. Um, we also manage three different associations in town, and all of those are geared to towards business education and educating owners. I mean, everything we do is about educating owners. And uh, so that's, that's, that's our mission and that, that's our goal. Wait, so you say Kansas City and New Orleans. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, yeah. So is it the same that you do here? You just are transferring yeah, it to... Yeah, yeah. And then is there... Do those, do those areas also get the small business they monthly? They do not, no, okay. no, no. Nope. Okay, so that's just St. Louis. Yeah, well, we, the, yeah we do those for other organizations in, in those ah, cities. Ah, so. gotcha. Very cool. Well, that's a whole thing putting on an event, isn't it? Is, it is, yeah, yeah. And and uh, we, we've gotten better at it as we've gone uh, through the years. But uh, but I think, uh, you know, just, just keeping it exciting and, and getting people there. And and I think the last show we had over 2,000 people. Oh, and, wow. And, the, you know, it's just a great way for people to get together and, and, and kind of meet each other and, and hopefully uh, uh, collaborate and, and come up with some great ideas. So as a person that also puts on events with TEDx, it is not, it is a lot of work. It is. I don't yeah. know that people know how much work goes into something like that. But with yours, you've got, you've got to think about the people that are there doing the trade show part. Then you've got your speakers that come in and you have a main stage, like a keynote, but you also have little stages yeah, around. Yeah, we have, I think there's four stages altogether. Like the, April 10th is our next one. Um, and Google is coming in. They're bringing in some speakers that, that are going to actually take over one of those stages. Really? Yeah, so we'll have four stages going at the same time, and we'll have an exhibit floor and a big. Ne- we have a speed networking event at, from noon to one, and then we have a big lunch that three or four hundred folks will be at uh, during that event as well. So uh, wow. a lot going on. But we don't, uh, as far as events go, we only do. We we will never do one event. Uh, for someone, because um, we we do events for different corporations, we always make sure we at least do two or three because seventy five percent of the work goes into that first event. And we'll, yeah, once you get that done, then you can move o- move on to the next one, and it's easier. And so, uh, 
so yeah, so we, we, we learned the hard way on that, that, that we'll never do one-off <laughs> events because it, it just doesn't, it's not, you know, it's not worth the time and effort that you put into it to do it one time. So, But 2,000 people... That's awesome. It's a lot of people. You're 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 getting the word out, and people are showing up. How many were at your first event? Boy, we we had it at, a, at a, I'm not sure. We had it at a, a, a hotel ballroom, and it was little tables, and so we didn't have as many. But uh, yeah, and now you're it, at a it, convention center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we've graduated to the St. Charles Convention Center. So it's uh, it works out for us. So are there any? I mean, what's going on with the small business world right now? Is there any? Awesome well, trends you see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the biggest trend, and in Royal Banks had a uh, 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 economic forecast breakfast that I spoke at in December, and I, I talked about this. I think the biggest trend is really the baby boomers, and and the um, the baby boomers we're, we're seeing the the front end of it now are are leaving and retiring, and uh, and we're, we're the next ten years we're going to see a lot more that are going to leave either their businesses or employees that are going to leave, and uh, those individuals have to be replaced. Placed. And uh, the millennials uh, bring some challenges, um, and I think they're they're going to do great uh, over time. But right now, they bring some challenges in that the average uh, baby boomer stays on their job twelve years, and the average millennial stays on a job eighteen months. So really, yeah. So you, you think about how you're going to replace. For example, there's a small accounting firm that I know that last year lost three baby boomer. Employees, right? Small firm, but those three employees, a hundred years of experience combined. So, how do you replace a hundred years of experience when it walks out wow, your door? No kidding. And uh, and so the challenge is really going to be, you know, how 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 does this affect businesses, and and how do you how do you retain these millennials and uh, get them excited and motivated about what you do? Because eighteen months versus twelve years, I mean, it's. Uh, that that's a scary thing for business owners. Right. Um, so, you know, like w- my wife and I used to own this home in North County and we had this big fenced in backyard, right? And it was a wooden fence and we bought it. The fence posts were falling over and, and I'm not very handy at all. So I, my father-in-law is, he came over, he showed me how to, you know, pull out the old ones, put the new ones and concrete it in, you know, do the whole deal. And uh, the first one I did took me about three hours to do, right? Right. And, but every year I do a few more, a few more. And, and after like five years, I could do 11 in an hour, right? Wow. Just because yeah, you know, right. that's you how get, life yeah, works. You, you get yeah. efficient, you, you, you become better at what you do. And so that's where that 18 month thing is a real killer for business owners because, you know, once we get these employees in and we get them trained and they're starting to get it, you know, um, it's like Malcolm Gladwell has that book about 10,000 hours to be right. really good at something. Right. I mean, it's five years if you work 40 hours a week. So, right? So, so you need to get employees to that mark for them to be really, really good and efficient. And if, if they're only staying 18 months, they're not going to get there. And so, uh, so that's the big challenge looking forward. I think that's the, that's the thing that no one's talking about. The media is not talking about. Well, when I talk to business owners, this is the issue that, that, that is really uh, uh, worries them the most as far as a trend or thing that's com- thing that's coming coming on. I mean, the next ten years in business, large business, small business, is going to be the, the craziest ten years we've ever seen because of these baby boomers. I mean, the baby boomers 
you know, when you look back in history, it's just it's such a glut of, of, of individuals. And, and this is kind of a morbid thing, but it shows you the, the, the amount of baby boomers. In the next 40 years, more people are going to die in this country than have died in the history of this country. Wow. So it shows you the amount of, of, of folks. And, and a lot of them are leaving the workforce and, right. and they're, they're, they're leaving their businesses. And, and there's, I, I talked to a business broker a couple of weeks ago, 9,000 something businesses, baby boomer businesses, new ones every day are on the market, are being put on the market. Really? And unfortunately, many of those won't be sold. Because these baby boomers are at this stage where they're they're ready to leave, and someone has to to take over that business, or it's just going to go away. Right. And so, uh, so there's a lot of huge there's huge opportunities for people within this um, this change. But but I think that's what what's coming down the pike as far as businesses is are 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 concerned. Uh, I think that that this this the the idea of the baby boomers leaving the marketplace is going to be uh, something that that every company is going to have to deal with. So, and and on the end of like the millennials, I mean, is it that we're just not keeping their attention? I mean, you think about it, you go to the mall and, and it's like, I, I, I mean, I feel this way and I have a daughter who is 16, so I know how this is. You walk into a store and you see all these clothes and then three weeks later, all those clothes are on sale. They're practically, the trend's gone anyway. So now the new crop is, it's, I can't, I mean, I can't keep up with it. And do you think it's like, that's what they grew up with? It, constant change, constant change. So sitting anywhere for 18 months feels like. It, it, you're right. You're right. And I think that, that, Business owners have to to build cultures that are different than the the cultures that that they that they came into the right. workplace with. I mean, it used to be twenty years ago. You know, you, you came into a company, you sat at your desk, you kept your mouth shut, and maybe in three or four years you get promoted. Right? Right. Well, that won't work now. And so, uh, uh, so, and, and it was probably wasn't a good wasn't a good culture anyway to, before. But uh, but but now, it, it, you know, the, the we, we've raised these we've raised millennials differently than 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 baby boomers were raised. Right. And so uh, a, a great example of that is, is you know, when, when, when I was young and my parents would go to a dinner date with another family, right? My mom and dad would say, you know, when we go over there, if Mrs., whatever Mrs. Jones makes for dinner, right? But you you eat better it. eat it and yeah, you better right, love right. it. Yeah. And then you and the other kids, Mrs. Jones's kids, <laughs> you guys go in the basement, you go outside, you stay away, you know, you and don't come in unless you're bleeding, right? right. That's how we were raised. Well, like, you know, my wife, she'll call up one of my daughter's friends and they'll create a play date for these two girls. I mean, yep. this is how it's done today. Right. And so then the mother will call and my wife and say, what do the kids want to eat? You know, well, the kids want McDonald's. So well, then the parents will just- no do, peanuts. You got, right. there's like there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of things you got to cover. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Know? So the, the, they're, uh, they're, millennials grow up with this idea that they're part of the party, you know, that they're part of this, this, Solution. They're, right. they're they're part of the deal, and uh, and so in in w when they come into your office place, it's not that they want to run the show, but they want to be a part of it. They want to collaborate sure. with you. Yeah, they they exactly. want to they want to give ideas and input. It's not like the old days where you sat in the corner and kept your mouth shut for four years because that's not how they were raised. They were raised having a voice and having a say. Exactly. And so cultures need to to uh, uh, rely and have to adapt and 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 have you know. They, they just have to change a little bit. And I think that will help um, many of these companies uh, get, retain these uh, millennials. I completely agree. I, and I think I, th I think you're, you got it. That is exactly it. Because they want to be a part 
of, of what's going on as opposed to just sit down, be quiet, do your job. And at some point you learn something, kid. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and then and, we'll talk about doing and, and something we're different. And we're, we're all the uh, the result of our experiences, basically. Right. And, and you look at a lot of the baby boomers, you know, their parents... Um, came up in the the uh, the generation of of, of uh, the Great Depression, and 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 so they were taught certain ways to to grow up and fit in than than the millennials are taught. So exactly. you know we're all different, and it doesn't make it one better than the other. But but we we have to adapt to to who we we are, and uh, so I think we'll see a lot of, of different cultures as we move forward. Interesting. Thanks, Ron. We're going to take another break, and we'll be right back. Ron, it's question time. All right. I'm Are ready. you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> do I get the hedge on these? Or? You get to do whatever the heck okay, you want okay. with them. It's, it's free for all, all here. Right, I like it. <laughs> okay. So you are an entrepreneur. Okay. You are a fan of entrepreneurs. What does the word entrepreneur mean to you? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and you, I, I know from my reporter days, when someone says that's a great question, it really means they have no idea what the answer is. Oh, shoot. Um, you know, I, I, I thought it was a great question. I, I think, uh, you know, to be an entrepreneur is is someone who's innovative and creates something different. I mean, you can be an entrepreneur within a large business. I mean, you, you can be an entrepreneur by coming up with an idea in, in your company. Um, like there, there's a... a uh, when, there's a, a company I know that that does eye needles for eye doctors, and they were having a lot of they manufacture these needles, and they're having a lot of problems with mistakes coming in. They did ten thousand a day, and they were having issues with mistakes. And, that seems like a bad mistake on an eye needle. <laughs> yeah, well, and so uh, the mistakes would come back, and they they have to redo them. It's cost them a lot of money, and and one employee had this great idea of the most of the mistakes were from newer employees, and so they had checkers, but the checkers couldn't check all of the needles. They could only check like a 10% of them. So they had this tray system he came up with. Red trays were for the uh, uh, newer employees. The black trays were for the older employees who are more veterans. And so see, and so then they cut down their mistakes because the checkers were just checking the red ones, right. uh, the newest employees. And so that to me, that's entrepreneurism. That's innovation. And yeah. then it, can, it can happen in a variety of ways. And so simple. Yeah. A yeah. great, simple solution. Right, right. So yeah, so I think any anyone, any one of us can be an entrepreneur, no matter where we work or, or how we think. Right. I'm with you. I agree. And I think that you do see entrepreneurs within corporations. They're the people that are just shaking things up and, and saying, why don't we do it this way? Yeah. And most of the time, anything in life is is small things. You know, we, we think of innovation as, as you know, I'm going to build the next iPhone or the next Facebook. But but really, you know, innovation that can make a difference is, is something like the trays. I yeah. mean, it's just something like that, that that really makes a difference. And uh, so, you know, I think we, we all have to think less about, you know, the next iPhone when we think about innovation and think about those those smaller things that we can do that, that really make a difference. Exactly. So I have this thing where I... I I call it my 3 a.m. ideas. And usually my 3 a.m. ideas, like by the time I wake up, I'm like, oh, I had that great idea. I'm thinking, 
that wasn't a great, that was a weird idea of Mish. Have you ever had a 3 oh, yeah, a.m. Yeah. idea that you thought was so awesome and you wake up next day and you're like, what? What, what was a 3 a.m. idea for you? Oof. Well, you know, I, I, I have that kind of brain that I've, I'll go to a conference or something and so many things will come into my head. And I, I used to do like a 48-hour rule because I didn't want to take it back to the employees until I really, you know, thought about it. Um, I like to really think about my ideas uh, before I throw them out there and uh, uh, and really give them some thought. Um, 3 a.m. ideas, you know, different events we've had have been 3, 3 a.m. ideas. Um, I had a 3 a.m. idea to hire an individual once who turned out to be a really great hire. How cool. Uh, who, who wasn't kind of in the market, but but who I knew. And, and so uh, so things like that happen. And uh, yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I don't write them down or anything. I just, uh, but I, I, I get those uh, those ideas sometimes just driving in the car. And so, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be 3 a.m. for me. It could be any time. Right, you know, right. So. I like the 48-hour rule though that's I think I'm gonna adopt that well I'm better at it than I used to be like I got this great idea and then I would just want to run with it I'm thinking I don't have time to do this why am I trying to make this happen right now or right, right. this is kind of a goofy idea when you really think about it and we've had we've had ideas that have worked really well for us we've had ideas that have, have been horrible for us so um, you know I mean then that, that's that's how life works and uh, you know if you uh, throw yourself out there enough you'll you'll get uh, a ton of rejection but that that's how it works so, so for the entrepreneur out there, um, is there a piece of advice that you just feel like you give over and over again that you just think this is this is so important that you guys know this part? <laughs> wow, I, you know, I, I, because every business is different and every industry is different. I'm, I'm, I, I'd say there's no piece of advice, but but I, I will tell you this really quick story. I used to be a sports reporter, and and back in the in the late '80s, I was in Kansas City covering a Kansas City Chiefs football game, and they were playing uh, a team called the San Francisco 49ers, who in the '80s were like one of the great teams. They won three Super Bowls in the 80s. I mean, they were really yeah. good. And this particular Sunday, their quarterback, Joe Montana, was hurt, right? So they had this new quarterback and uh, his name was Steve Young. And and they their head coach was a guy named Bill Walsh. And he came up with this offensive system called the West Coast Offense. It was so great. And kind of like a Belichick and Tom Brady today. You know, they were together. They were great. So the big question was, how would this new quarterback do in this system? And the game went on and they, they beat the Chiefs really badly. And so we're in the locker room and, and we're in interviewing him, me and about 20 other reporters. And one of the reporters asked Bill Walsh, he said, you know, I guess with your offensive system, pretty much anybody can be the quarterback of your team and, and they'll win. And he looked up really angrily and he said, do you think we won today because of our offensive system? He said, we won today because we blocked better than the other team and we tackled better than the other team. That's the fundamentals of football. And if we block better than the other team and tackle, we'll win more games and we'll lose. And uh, that's really the way it is with business. It's, it's, it comes down to those business fundamentals. I mean, we get so caught up with the shiny objects, you know, right. am I on Facebook? Is my, my competitors on Facebook or, right. or this has happened or that's happened or I, th- this company has 10 employees. I need to have 10. And, and, and really success or failure is going to come down to those fundamentals of business and they don't change. And so I, I think that that is if I had advice for anybody, it's stick to those fundamentals and uh, have people help you with those fundamentals. Forget the shiny objects. Right. And and work like when we talk sales and marketing. 
there's so many shiny objects, so many people selling the latest, greatest exactly. thing. Exactly. But really, step back and stick to the fundamentals. I mean, who are you trying to sell to? Who is your customer? And then go out and find those tools that that, that and the shiny objects that will help you do that. And so, really, it, it comes down to really boring stuff like you know paying attention to your financials and having a solid plan and sticking with a plan and uh, having real uh, focus and discipline and. For years, I would go around and talk to some of the the, the best business owners in in, in St. Louis, from from uh, you know Roger Reiney at Scott Trade to uh, uh, to David Stewart at Worldwide Technologies, uh, Build a Bear Workshop. Uh, that you know all the owners of these great companies, and and really that they would tell me it wasn't the shiny object that ever helped them be successful. It was focus and discipline. And it's really, do you have a plan, and are you focused and disciplined enough to meet that plan? And and so that's what I would tell people. It, it and and Focus and discipline are are the 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 foundation of success in anything. I mean, if, right. if I want to lose weight tomorrow, I need to lose ten pounds. Am I focused enough to 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 uh, go to the gym every day for an hour? Am I disciplined enough to eat a thirteen hundred calorie diet? If I am, I'm going to get the results. Right. If I'm not, I'm not going to get the results. And and so it's really that focus and discipline and the fundamentals of business that that will make you a success as an entrepreneur. I that is such great advice and it's so true it really is true because um and i think we talked a little bit before the podcast we were talking about how you know people i do social media and people will come to me like i need this social media and i'm like let's look at everything right you know why do you think you need it and and it has a reputation of being the magical marketing. If I just get on Facebook, all right, right. everything, the planets will align. People will be calling me, and 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 I always feel like you know Debbie Downer. I'm like, well, not early. <laughs> Let me tell you how this all works. Um, it can work, but there, it's not magical. Right, it's work. Right, right. It's like to get anything it done. else. And and I know, and that, and a lot of times, entrepreneurs don't want to hear that because. Uh, you know, they don't want to hear focus and discipline. They want the top five things they can do tomorrow, and then they'll be all you know they can just you know be successful. Exactly. We can sprinkle some pixie dust around, and and everything's going to be great. But but that's not how life works. And uh, uh, you know, my my son's a competitive swimmer, and you know how much time you're going to put in the pool. I mean, the more time you put in the pool, the better swimmer you're going to be. I mean, it right. just kind of comes down to that, and that's how life works too. I mean, uh, so you know, the more focus and discipline you are on on doing the the business fundamentals, the the better your business will be and collaborate with the right people right and th- those people are, are critical to you sticking with your focus and discipline and and helping you with those fundamentals of business exactly well thank you ron that was it's just amazing i'm here. so excited that you came on the podcast well, I'm today glad you asked me i love it and what's coming up what's new with what's your your we've next got, events coming yeah, up in got april our, uh, we actually we got a, a top women business owners lunch in february 21st and we got our expo april 10th and so uh so we're we're getting geared up for all those things and you're you're focused and disciplined we're trying to be (laughs) we're trying to be (laughs) well thank you ron you have a good rest of your day thanks thanks for being on the podcast and everyone out there you are listening to mishmash go to itunes and please subscribe thanks see you next time